Hi guys, welcome back to the ABCs of High School podcast. On this week's episode, I am going to do another solo episode where I will be answering some frequently asked questions I get from parents about high school and homeschooling. And I hope this is helpful for anyone who is considering homeschooling for high school um, or has already decided that and or just general high schoolers, anybody who's rising freshmen or parents who have rising freshmen and or anybody in high school and I hope that this will be helpful for you guys so let's get started um, first question I have is how many subjects should or can a high schooler take in a school year that will not be too overwhelming yet beneficial to his or her high school life so the short answer for this question is basically I guess every year you still have your core classes like math language arts science history and then obviously now that you're high school you have other options like ap classes and community college classes so for people like me at life oak we i said in the previous episode i took an ap class in ninth 10th and 11th grade but for most high schools public high schools you can only take ap's in 11th and 12th grade so if you don't really have an option you can only take it in those years but for me my recommendation is not to spread yourself out too thin because you don't want to burn out. So in ninth grade, since it was my first year of high school, I just took one AP and that was plenty enough. And then 10th grade, I took two APs. I took AP statistics and AP Chinese. And 11th grade, I also took two APs. I took AP language arts and AP calculus. And for 12th grade I'm not taking plan to take any APs I'm just planning to take community college classes so for I would recommend high schoolers to take community college classes in 11th and 12th grade which you're only allowed to take community college classes after when you get to 11th grade and um I'll tell I'll talk more why community college classes are important but just as my general tip for like classes you should take in high school that you should really step out of your comfort zone so basically what I mean by this is that you know there's sometimes like when you're planning what classes you want to take a lot of times you won't want to take APs for example in subjects you don't like like for me I really was never considering taking AP government because I didn't really I thought that would be a really hard class and and um, I didn't really like history I didn't really like anything related with that but I guess I had good friends who gave me a little push, but it's really important to step out of your comfort zone in high school because, you know, you only have four years to, I guess, take a lot of different classes and just to prove to colleges that, you know, you are a good student and you're advanced. So push uh, step out of your comfort zone, but also don't push yourself too hard. Like, find your limit like know your own limit and you know try a little bit of everything so I mean I took AP US government so that was a history AP and then I took AP language arts but um which is in the language arts department I did not take AP any AP scientists because I absolutely hate science so I know that it will be I guess too much out of my comfort zone that I know that I won't get a good score like honestly don't take APs just for APs. You need to know that you can get a good score on them or else they won't really look good on your college apps. So like don't take 
all the APs. Like, there's so many. There's so many out there. Don't take all of them just because, oh, I took a lot of APs and it'll show on your college app. No. Like, if you get bad scores on a lot of them, they won't really look good. It's just like, the colleges will just think that you're just overloading your schedule, but you are not really doing well in those classes, okay? So don't push yourself too hard, but try a little bit on ev- of everything. And also just focus on the subjects that you really like and that you think you possibly will want to major in or will be helpful in your major. So for example, if you, um, like me, I think I most likely will want to major in business. And so in business, there's also economics. So I should be pretty good in my math classes so my math classes like ap statistics ap calculus are going to be super important on my college apps because they will see like okay are you good in math but you know maybe my if my ap language arts score is not as good as my ap math scores it's okay because what you're majoring in is in math and so math will be the most important part um so don't stress if you're not good in everything because obviously no one's perfect you most people can't get fives or fours in all those subjects but you know the administration people will understand but I do know a lot of people who not a lot of people I know some people I had one friend of mine who took seven APs in their junior year and that person was crazy and he took seven APs in his junior year and got fives on all of them and those that's a very 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 rare case but um yeah most people you know you just it's okay if you get fours threes twos it really is okay but make sure you try really hard and get fives on subjects that are going to be important to your major and um also I want to say that um AP classes are hard okay they like you really don't want to overload yourself like I said before um because from my experience compared to community college classes which are supposed to be like college level classes because it's community college compared to the community college class I'm taking right now my AP government class in ninth grade was way harder way 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 harder so I think yeah just don't take that many but do take these AP classes because the the pros to them is that taking these hard classes in high school will help make transitioning to college not as difficult and not as much of a shocker to you when you get to college so that is a big pro so yes take AP classes but don't take too much um and yeah um in high school you really want to like I said challenge yourself but you really don't want to exhaust yourself because you don't want to be burnt out when you get to college I know a lot of people who get burnt out and then then in college they have no motivation and then maybe will drop out or whatever so colleges will want to see that you have a rigorous schedule in high school packed with lots of advanced classes and extracurriculars but you can't do it all okay so Basically, what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, you want to have a good balance. You want to take those hard classes and be engaged with extracurriculars, but don't burn yourself out. And um, another tip is that colleges really like seeing 
a growth in high school. They want to see that you're each year you're improving, taking more and more classes, or just getting better, better um, test scores. So like, even if in ninth and tenth grade you don't get as good test scores, it's okay. As long as you slowly are improving and get higher and higher test scores, colleges will see that you are improving yourself, that you're working harder and harder, and that as you get older and older, you've become more mature, and you know you can do better in school and that you really really tried okay so those i don't know if that was confusing or not but those were my tips for you know how many subjects should you take in high school so yeah my second question that i'm gonna answer is if you can give three most important tips or advice for a freshman to succeed in high school what will they be so I came up with four actually, but they're all kind of related to each other, but they're kind of different in their own ways. So my answer before I say my tips are, I feel like academically, there's only so much you can do like to show to colleges that you're good enough. Um, and there's not many ways you can really, really stand out other than getting like perfect scores or whatever. But I have advice with dealing with just everything that comes with high school, all the stress, all the anxiety, all the worries, and just, yeah, being a high schooler in the Bay Area as a Chinese kid, okay? So I have advice on dealing with kind of life outside of just the school environment, okay? So this advice is for, like, both parents and teenagers combined. So first is that this too shall pass and what i mean by this is that life goes on things like tough times bad times stressful times frustrating times sad times will all eventually pass and that the quote change is the only constant thing in life is so real like when i was younger whenever i had tough times in school and when I was stressed about this project or whatever and or like family stuff issues I thought it was gonna last forever and I'm never gonna get out of that out of it but yeah it's really not that dramatic everything like gets better eventually and that you know you're always going to have good days and bad days but you know you are going to be okay and that you know the older and older you get, now I feel like I'm an old person saying this, but like you realize that, you know, like you should like the bad times, like honestly, is what makes the good times shine so much. Like, you know, you needed those bad times in high school. You needed those like stressful times dealing with bad friends or bad teachers or, you know, parents putting stress on you to help you become who you are like before you go to college so yeah and that you know don't get too caught up in those bad times like you know grieve those moments but just don't get too caught up because I feel like you really like please like enjoy your high school years like I feel like I couldn't really enjoy the first two years of my high school because I was definitely very stressed about my APs um but you know for like to tell parents like for parents to hear I feel like I have not I feel like I know that I have like never regretted spending too much quality time with friends or relaxing like I never regretted but like I 
do regret sometimes for studying a bit too much in ninth and 10th grade. Like, honestly, because on the days that I went to school, a lot of times I wouldn't even take a break. I would just be studying the entire day. Like for when we had lunch break, I would still be going in for office hours or I would be in study hall just doing extra work and just, you know, just studying, studying, studying. And I didn't really get to have lunch time and hang out with my friends. And I really regretted that. But I mean, even though I did get good grades, I was the top, I was in the top in my math classes. But, you know, I do regret that I didn't get to spend those quality time with my friends. You know, it's because you're most likely makes me sad to say this most likely you know those four years that you have those friends like most likely those are the last four years pretty much because when you get to college even if you go to the same college it's going to be different it's going to be completely different so you know really cherish those friendships in high school um so yeah that was kind of like two advice combined in one but anyways that was the first piece of advice and the second piece of advice I have for you high schoolers is that be true to your feelings and be as straightforward and honest and expressive of your feelings as much as possible, like to yourself and also to your parents. Like you really need to have good communication with those people around you, especially your parents, because I feel like most Chinese parents really don't get it. They really don't get you and you really need to help them get you. And, you know, it's your job to tell them how you feel. If they, if you feel like they're giving you too much pressure, too much stress, you really need to speak out instead of just bottling everything in and just let them talk to you. Like, it's okay to say how you feel. Okay, so honestly, those four years in high school, in high school, you're really going to have a lot of different feelings. And it's also due to like a lot of hormones and stuff. Like whenever I'm having a bad day, I'm just like, oh, it's hormones, whatever. Like, you know, give yourself some grace. Like you in high school, you'll be growing a lot. You'll be changing a lot. So it's okay if you feel a lot of different feelings and poor parents, you know, they deal with you. But no, parents, please understand. Um, So yeah but make sure also students please understand your parents too and um yeah when I say by being true to your feelings you know you're growing a lot changing a lot through this period and make sure you know to speak your mind and do what you want to do and get things off your chest you know um so like for me for example um at least for me this has been super helpful in high school because I'm a super straightforward honest person and um i like to communicate as clearly as possible to everybody i don't like beating around the bush whatever um and i don't like being a doormat i don't like being taken advantage of so um yeah so what i'm trying to say here is that in high school when you're communicating with different people you got to be super honest and you got to be super honest with yourself because that is also going to be super important with your college essays so yeah okay advice number three is have mentors have older people who give you advice and who um are wiser and older than you like I um I didn't really 
actively seek out mentors, but whenever someone was there who were more open to being my mentor, I automatically took that chance. I mean, most, like all my mentors are people from church because they know me best. They've known me all my life, but anybody can do like any adults of you try to find adults from all stages of life, all ages of life, because that would be best because then you can get lots of different perspectives, like talk to lots of different age group of people. So for me, for example, um, mentors who reached out were like Lillian, who I interviewed before, who's in college. So I have someone who can give me college advice and also high school advice. And um, I have another one who is in her 30s. And then I have another one who is in her 40s. And, you know, it's really helpful so much to me because I can seek them, uh, seek out them for advice and just talk to them about different things, like different worries that they are dealing with right now. Like they understand and they also know how it feels. And, um, yeah, and it's been so helpful because they be like, help you put into perspective, like, oh, high school is not everything, you know, family is really important, blah, blah, blah. There's like, they, my mentors have given me so much advice and um, it has been so helpful. And, you know, it is really healthy to have someone who can listen to your problems, especially um, someone who's a third person. And, yeah, it is so important for your mental, emotional health. So I would highly recommend if you can personally go seek out someone and ask them to be your mentor, or you can just, if someone reaches out to you, just take that opportunity to be able to interact with someone older and wiser than you. And my fourth advice um, for high schoolers is find your way to relieve stress in a healthy way and honestly this is really important because in high school you are going to have lots of stress and you will need to release it somehow and um, for someone like me I am an external processor Um, so I tend to really cling on to people and um, tell them all my problems and complain a lot and kind of rant a lot and when I'm upset and stressed and sometimes it can take a toll on your relationship sometimes so that's not always healthy um and but for also like internal processors um I know bottle everything up and don't share as much and that's also not good either because it damages yourself a lot um so um some healthy ways that I relieve stress is like you know cooking meals and baking um baking for other people, um, playing with my baby sister, and going on walks outside while listening to a podcast or music or just listening to the sounds of nature, getting fresh air, uh, do some chores. And honestly, I know that you don't want to hear this, but dishwashing is actually so relaxing. Like cleaning dirty dishes just feels so good. It makes you just feel so accomplished afterwards, like you got something done. Um, and also finding like creative outlets, like for example, um, doing watercolor painting, um, journaling, stuff like that. And um, calling a friend. Um, calling a friend is so helpful um, when you're stressed. So yeah, so those are some of my healthy ways uh, to relieve stress. And um, the third question I get a lot is how do you go about planning your high school subjects high school route to fulfill the requirements for homeschoolers to meet college enrollment requirements so 
This is kind of a question specifically homeschoolers, but also a general tip for all high schoolers is that it is very important um, that you sit down with the parent um, or both parents summer before ninth grade and talk about your high school plan and what classes you're going to take, AP classes you're going to take, SAT subject tests, blah, blah, blah. And also talk with, you know, experienced moms out there who have homeschool people. Like I talked to someone at Live Oak um, who really helped me and explained literally the ABCs of high school pretty much because I had no clue. And my parents, obviously, since I'm the first kid, also had no clue. And uh, what I got from her is that basically you should research the um, baseline, which is basically how you sh- uh, what you need to do to fulfill UC requirements. And um, if you, your child, if hi- you, you already have um, a dream college, research the requirements and stuff that they would like to see on your college apps because that would be super helpful for you to know and you just need to check those things off your list and you're good but for me for example I did not have a dream college so I pretty much just basically try to fulfill the UC requirements and um, making this plan is super important but keep in mind that it is going to be very fluid and flexible because personally like I said I've changed a lot during high school um, and sometimes you will might want to not do something anymore or add a new class or whatever like for example I never considered taking community college class um, in high school but now I am taking some because at least for homeschoolers, they are super, super important because they make you stand out, first of all, and show to colleges that you can survive and thrive in college environment and that you are at the same academic level as your peers. And also, it's very important that it can kind of make up for like bad test scores because personally, I have not gotten the best test scores on standardized tests because I personally don't do really well in those kind of tests. But I do pretty well in a classroom environment. So if you can do well in a classroom environment in college, in community college, and get pretty much all A's, it will show to colleges that you are a good student and that you know your stuff. And also taking community college classes can be beneficial because you can also explore your majors and take classes that you can't take at a normal high school, you know? Um yeah, so my general advice is, you know, do your research and talk to a lot of different people. And not only parents talk to a lot of different people, also students talk to different people and go listen to talks because there are a lot of resources out there and take the advantage of your resources, okay? And the fourth question that I get a lot is, should my homeschool, uh, high schooler take ACT or SAT? So, what I'm going to say is that SAT and ACT are considered by colleges like the same. They're kind of this, they're just the same test, but they obviously have their differences. But don't think and don't pressure yourself to take the SAT just because 90% of students do. Like, yes, most people do take the SAT, but an AC, the ACT is basically the same thing. Um, but you really need to figure out... Um, if you're an ACT or ACT, SAT or ACT person, because don't make the same mistake that I did, which is um, 
just choosing the SAT right away just because everyone else takes it. And I was like, oh, the ACT and the science section, I'm not good at science. So I'm just going to do the SAT without even considering the ACT. And I was studying that and I wasn't really getting, I wasn't improving. I was still getting really bad scores on the language arts sections. And yeah, but now my college counselor um, was the one who kind of helped me figure out that I am much more of an ACT person I took the ACT test and I was like wow my score is actually pretty good and I could pretty I can improve um yeah so yeah figure out if you are an SAT or ACT person because that's going to save you a lot of time you don't want to be choosing the wrong test and be studying for that and um but when you're in reality an, an ACT person for example um yeah. And um, the differences between the two tests, there are differences, is that for people like me who are a bit more logical and really bad with like language arts, reading comprehension, the ACT section is much more straightforward in the language arts section and reading comprehension section. But the ACT has a lot more like questions where you're like unsure if it's like, it feels like there's two questions that can be right. But the ACT is a bit more straightforward and you can tell more right away like which one is the right answer and um like i said previously that the act has an additional science section and um don't let that scare you away because for me it let me scare it scared away me because i was like oh i'm bad at science i can't do a science test but for the act it really isn't a science knowledge test in reality it's really testing your ability to read graphs like read graphs and charts with a bit of science knowledge like basically the more science knowledge you have the better but uh, honestly you just need to be able to read those graphs and charts and you're good um so my tips for the SAT and ACT is that you know these tests are simpler than they look um yes they're difficult and yes you need to do lots and lots of practice um even though I hated it you just have to force yourself but these tests are formulas like my um ACT teacher said it's like as long as you know the certain grammar rules and things that they like to test like there's certain questions they like to ask like every test usually has one of those questions and as long as you notice these patterns and make note of them and have a long list of notes like I have um you are pretty much set and you can be able to get a really high score the more practice you get and um another tip I have is don't pressure yourself to only take the test once because most people take it more than once. There are the few rare cases where people take it the first time and get a really, really high score and they're satisfied and that's great for them. But most people like me um, need to take it two or three times, which is totally fine um, because obviously the more practice you have, the better and getting used to the testing environment. Um, because I know that most people don't want to take it that many times because it is so exhausting, the process and, you know, driving and taking the test and sitting through everything. It's like a whole ordeal. It's like it takes up your entire morning and afternoon. You're like completely exhausted. But I would still recommend you take it two or three times um, because it can really raise your chances of getting a higher score. Okay. Um, and the last question that I get a lot, um, in general, I get this question a lot from all people, um, can homeschoolers really get into a good college? And 
don't they have a disadvantage? And my answer is yes, duh, we can get into a really good college. And no, we don't have a disadvantage. And to let you on into a little secret, we actually have a slight advantage because homeschooling is still kind of unique. Like most people don't homeschool. Um, And when college administration people look at us, we are put into a different pool of applicants than the other students who public school like we are in a different pool we are in a smaller pool of applicants so um yeah so yes it's a bit more easier to stand out if you're a homeschooler um but you also also depends how you take advantage of your homeschooling experience like you need to if you can write a solid essay on your homeschooling experience and how being homeschooling has helped you and changed you and how this different experience than being public instead of going to public school and just doing homeschool and how that has changed you and made you as a person and if you can write out all the activities you can you do in a day and you know taking advantage of having more free time has um will really help with your college applications um yeah so that those were all the questions that I get a lot about high school and homeschooling and I hope that was helpful for whoever is listening whether it's parents or high schoolers or people who are considering homeschooling or people who are about to go into high school um hope this was helpful and yeah that is all for today and I will talk to you all next week